Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And Julie, we have a fantastic topic for all of these guys today, and it is gratitude. And I want to start out by having you show gratitude towards the people you just had coaching calls with, because when I walked into your office here, you were bouncing off the walls telling me how fantastic all of your private clients are doing. So you want to be overt with your gratitude towards (laughs) them? Well, yes, I am grateful to all of you for taking action, for being coachable, and most of all, for being leaders in a shifting market for setting the example, for having your head screwed on straight, and for not getting stuck in the weeds. Because I really think that this market will move forward by setting the example. And I've talked to you about this idea of a collective unconscious of being positive about what's happening instead of being, woe is me, I'm going to wait and see how it goes, and digging your feet in. So one of the things that these clients are great at is showing gratitude. I'm showing gratitude to them, but they show gratitude to their past clients, their prospects, you know, to what they're working on. And we're going to talk about a lot of different ways of showing gratitude and what that actually means. I'm going to start with a story here in a second. So one of the most powerful reasons to have a sense of gratitude in your life, and I know a lot of you have been exposed to these concepts before, but I'm going to start out with this little bit of a, uh, I think, a psychological experiment with all of you. I want you to think of three things that you're genuinely grateful for. Just think of what those three things are. Are you grateful for your loved ones? Are you grateful for your dog or your cat? Are you grateful for, you guys get the point? Find three things in your mind that you're genuinely grateful for. Hey, I got one. You're grateful for this podcast. You're grateful for being a premier coaching client. All those things are great. But think of three things that you have sincere, honest, uh, you know, deep down gratitude towards. Now, when you're thinking about those things, when you're actually feeling the emotions of, uh, you know, the gratitude towards those things or those people or what have you, can you feel the difference inside of your mind with regards to the anxiety level and the stress level? Uh, do you notice how when you're feeling grateful and you're actually overtly showing gratitude, and by that you could also be saying thank you to people. You could be sending them little, uh, you know, uh, some thank you cards or just letters of acknowledgement or just messaging saying, hey, I was just thinking about you. I really appreciate you know, the post you made on Facebook, or I really appreciate the time you spent with me a couple of weeks ago where you were explaining something to me or something like that. When you show sincere gratitude, when you feel sincere gratitude, the amazing thing is the stress and really a lot of the ego can't coexist in your mind at the same time. That's something that is really unbelievably weird to try to understand from a, you know, physiological perspective, but it really does happen like that. For some reason, The negative emotions that are essentially omnipresent in this world right now are not going to be able to coexist within you when you're in a state of gratitude. So guess what? Stay in a state of gratitude, work towards that state, and you will find almost like magic, you start attracting more people to you because you develop this sort of je ne sais quoi that people really want to have more of in their lives. In other words, you have that it factor. That's right, but it has to become a habit. And we're going to show you over a couple of podcasts, 20 different ways to get into the habit of gratitude. But first, a quick story to make sure that you understand the the power of gratitude. So Cicero called gratitude the parent of all virtues. The dictionary says that gratitude is the quality or state of being thankful. 
the famous anthropologist Margaret Mead was asked by a student what she considered to be the first sign of civilization in a culture. And the student expected Mead to talk about clay pots, tools for hunting, grinding stones, or religious artifacts. But instead, Mead said the first evidence of civilization was a 15,000-year-old fractured femur found at an archaeological site. The femur is the longest bone in the body linking the hip to the knee. And in societies without the benefits of modern medicine, takes about six weeks of rest for a fractured femur to heal. This particular bone had been broken and had healed. Mead went on to say that in the animal kingdom, if you break your leg, you simply die. You can't run from danger. You can't find drink or you know water or food or hunt. Wounded in this way, you are meat for your predators. No creature survives a broken leg long enough for the bone to heal. You are eaten first. So a broken femur that has healed is evidence that another person has taken time to stay with the fallen, has bound up the wound, has carried the person to safety, and has tended them through recovery. A healed femur indicates that someone has helped a fellow human being rather than abandoning them to save their own life. And this is evidence of civilized culture. So on that note, this podcast series is designed to help you live a greater life as the result of your gifts of gratitude. The more gratitude you show, the more you will personally feel it. And that translates into a more fulfilled life, less stress, less angst, less worry, no more 3 a.m. real estate night sweats. By overtly showing your thanks, you'll be closer to your own goals and achieve more contentment along the way. So how do you do that? We're going to give you several different techniques. That's right. And again, internalize these and allow yourself to feel what it feels like to be uh, in a state of gratitude and notice how it's pretty much the greatest stress buster ever. So Julie, what's the first point? The first one is something that every single listener can do virtually every day. You've heard it before, but now you have to do it. Number one, write five thank you notes daily. It's been proven that the simple act of writing thank you cards creates happiness, not just for the receiver, but for the sender. Studies have shown long-lasting effects of this act of gratitude, and by showing thanks, we become more grateful ourselves. However, when you write thank you cards, be specific. For example, I'm so grateful for the kindness you showed me when I was feeling distraught last week. You really helped me, and I appreciate you. I'll never forget your support. And this is something that you can use social media for. When you notice somebody's kid just graduated, or maybe somebody just came out of a surgery, Send them a thank you card. Send them, you know, a nice handwritten card that you notice. Don't just post something or hit the like button. Well, you, you go beyond. Right. But if you do um, you think about how you can do this on an expansive level, for example, the five thank you cards, we've taught agents for years as far as uh, when they are learning to build their center of influence and past client list, that you should do that every single day. Uh, and I know a lot of you have tried to basically game that and shortcut it by having automated systems that do it for you. People can tell. And there are even totally. now systems that are uh, essentially allowing agents to send out cards that make it look like they're actually handwritten. And I get all that from a marketing perspective. That stuff is actually sometimes very effective. But we're talking about doing something which, where your hand is actually holding the pen, which is <laughs> holding the paper in place. Remember this, yes. guys? Where you're actually writing something that you sincerely mean. Otherwise, you're not going to get the benefits of showing gratitude if you're just trying to act like you're showing gratitude. you got to move away from this sort of narcissistic state that we've been in forever where you sort of figure out hacks to everything where you end up thinking that you don't actually have to do any work. Where you don't do the work in life, but there are, are the same places you don't get any of the real results in life. So when you're doing the handwritten letters or to Julie's point, if you're going to send notes, um, maybe you're sitting in an airport right now listening to us and you don't have paper and pen hand, handy, well, you can send direct messages to through Instagram or whatever, but it's not going to be anywhere near the no. same. So You just should go it. analog when you can. 
Absolutely. You just go analog, pen, paper, the whole thing. Julie still does this. Every single day you're mailing out letters to different people. I do. And I'm training Zoe to do that too. She has her own thank you cards. And, you know, just as an aside, there's a lot of great books that are easy to get on Amazon, like The Art of the Handwritten Note, uh, How to Write a Thank You Message. And then uh, there's places like minted.com. That's where I got Zoe's personalized. It's got a cute little picture of her that says thank you across the front, and then she can write a note on the back. That goes a lot further. Like she's in the habit of writing thank you cards when she gets a present from grandma and grandpa or when one of her friends is thoughtful and she's got some uh, pen pals going on as well. And I'm encouraging her to do that so she's not so addicted to everything being digital. you know. And I think that that's really important for agents showing that they really do care, not just past clients, but maybe you notice something in the newspaper about, you know, something happened and somebody opened a business, send them a card, expand your center of influence. I'll expand upon this though. If you're doing, if you want to show gratitude uh, towards a service provider, maybe a dentist or, Hey, maybe a real estate coach. And uh, it is smart and it will be beneficial to the person that you're trying to show gratitude towards. If you do go online and write them a testimonial, Definitely. You know, if you go, if you do some, and I think you guys could all relate to that. If that you've tried to gather testimonials over the years for yourselves, you know, reviews, right? Do that. Go and like Google reviews or maybe, you know, Google business reviews. And there's like, uh, we get a lot of really wonderful comments on our iTunes page, which is fantastic. Uh, over on Amazon, when people are purchasing Harris rules, there's over 500 five-star reviews. Not only do we read those, not only do we sincerely appreciate them, but they have a positive impact on other people that we're hoping to have a positive impact on. So think expansively about this and you guys will find yourselves attracting a different, frankly, the I don't mean to sound woo-woo, but you will start attracting a different type of person to you. Uh, you will start attracting a person who recognizes the fact that you're someone that shows gratitude, which automatically is going to elevate you from the herd, frankly. It's a, it's a simple, very elegant, uh, classy, intelligent way to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. That's right. And it's also a great way to break out of a funk. You know, if you want to make yourself feel better... Start writing thank you cards. It's super easy. You know, go do some good reviews. It changes your mindset. Well, there's an old, I don't remember actually, Julie, where you and I originally read this, but if you want respect, show respect. If you want Mm -hmm. to feel, um, you know, acknowledge, give acknowledgement. If you want to feel important, show, give someone else the sense of feeling important. Whatever it is that you want emotionally, whatever it is that you're feeling you're lacking, uh, you give it away to other people, then you'll get it back like by 10x. That's right. Law of reciprocity or something. Or something. Something like that, yeah. right? Okay, so <laughs> point number two, keep a gratitude journal daily. When researchers asked people to reflect on their past week and write about things that either irritated them or about which they felt grateful, those tasked with writing down positive experiences and observations were, of course, more optimistic. They felt better about their lives and actually visited their physicians less. It was an interesting survey. Except that's not something a physician would want you to know. So No, I mean. well, you know, <laughs> other than you guys. Okay. Well, but so we had a friend, um, we haven't talked to him in a long time, who was doing a vlog, right? A mm-hmm. video sort of journal yep. on YouTube. And do you remember his name? I keep on your story now. Gr- we'll have Greek second. name, remember? He lived in LA. He helped us with marketing like 15 years ago. Let me in a second. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. He was on, he was also on um, one of the uh, CBS morning show or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Contras. Oh, yes. Adam Contras. Yes. I remember Adam. Yeah. Um, so Adam Contras, incredibly talented guy. And well, hilarious. And unbelievably funny <laughs> and really good musician too. Yeah. Anyway, so that's your Adam Contras commercial for today. So he has, I believe, the longest running vlog on YouTube. And it's really awesome. He's documented the last like 15 or 17 years of his life 
every single day. Now that's a journal that he's, you know, essentially kept, but he also will go and overtly show gratitude towards people in these uh, vlogs. And then, you know, obviously uh, hat on YouTube, it'd be an at symbol to let him know. And that has really gone viral several on several occasions too. So fun stuff like that. If you kind of wanted to, I think, um, cover two bases or three bases at once, but remember nothing is ever going to be at a handwritten card. Exactly. But do consider keeping a gratitude journal to keep your head screwed on straight. All right, so number three, say a kind word. Make someone feel good about themselves unexpectedly. You can change somebody's day completely with one simple compliment. It doesn't take anything away from you to make them feel special. And I'll never forget my friend Cindy from Puerto Rico. You know, we were doing the kid drop-off pre-COVID and, you know, they're small munchkins and all that. She had four of them to drop off, a little bit harder than my job. And uh, she... I just randomly said, hey, Cindy, you look really great today. Did you change your hair or something? You, you look really pretty. And I, that was just something I said in passing because I meant it, right? And it was like two or three days later that she sent me a message saying, you know, I was really having a crappy day that day. I was running late. The kids didn't eat breakfast like they were supposed to. I thought one of them was getting sick. I didn't feel that good about myself. But you saying that I looked pretty that day changed my day all around. Don't you guys feel a little bit emotionally pulled in from Julie's story? Doesn't that, as you heard Julie telling that story, doesn't that make you feel just a different emotional state? It did me as I was listening to her tell the story. I mean, I know Cindy, sweet, sweet lady. And I can just imagine her uh, and Julie having said, having had that exchange and Julie just being Julie and this gal having her whole day turned on a corner just because somebody took the time to say something sweet like that in such a short period of time. And they're still great friends now. Mm -hmm. And she's moved to uh, Washington State, but we still communicate with her all the time. Just that was one thing that made them bonded. And again, it goes back to the importance of how Julie made her feel by showing her gratitude. Well, in that case, it was gratitude, uh, but also a compliment. Same idea, right? Well, the point is, point number three is say a kind word. It doesn't take any sweat off your back to compliment somebody else, even if it's a tiny little thing. Okay, point number four. This one's hard. Listen more than you speak. Be fascinated by who is speaking to you instead of looking around, checking your phone, getting ready to make the conversation circle back to you. Make eye contact and listen with intent to remember, not just to respond. That's also an advanced scripting point. Let me take a half step back to point three. People who don't give compliments, people who don't give gratitude, if you really root down on that, just why they're not doing it, they're not doing it because they feel like they're not getting it. So why should they give it? You guys follow that? Yeah, which is a downward spiral, isn't but it? It's like a child, basically. You know, so yes, it's a downward spiral. So people who don't show gratitude, people who don't give compliments, are the ones that are thinking, well, why should I make somebody else feel good if they're not making me feel good? They're putting themselves first. Do you see how pernicious the ego is? Because that's what's happening there. That ego is, is determining that person's result because the ego is saying, why should you make someone feel good if they're not making you feel good first? You're more important. Ego, ego. Yeah. You have to flip that. And that probably goes to the reason why you do feel so much better when you're in a state of gratitude simply for the fact that your ego is not essentially blowing in your mind with a loud horn telling you, oh, you know what? That person's not showing respect to you. Oh, you're not the most important thing. You need to speak up. You need to dominate. Mm -hmm. You need to all these ego types emotions, right? Those are not the types of that behavior. It does not attract people to you. You might get attention, all of you guys who believe social media is the way forward, but you're not going to have any sticking power. People, if you could shout and, you know, I don't even set your hair on fire and stand on top of a mountain half naked, and you're going to have a lot of people click on your Instagram video or whatever, but who cares? Nothing's going to come from it. And that's what a lot of you guys are learning the hard way. 
the way you're successful long-term in life is by doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the, heart, at the highest level, but also being someone who's truly of service. And the reason that this is the number one listened to daily podcast in the nation, and the reason that our coaching program is probably the number one coaching program in the nation, is simply for the fact that a lot of you are tuning into the fact that what we're saying is in alignment with how you already feel. I bet you none of you ever really listen to anything that Julie and I say and really truly have a, damn, I've never thought of it that way before. The reason that you guys like what we say is because we're reminding you of what you already intuitively know. Inside of you, you know what we're saying is true because when we say it, you feel a certain way. That is you already knowing what we're saying. We're just merely reminding you. You guys get it? That's true knowledge, by the way. When you're just reminded of something that you sort of innately knew, that, and when you have that, that feeling, that, that almost the epiphany or the light bulb go off in your head, that's you being in alignment with your, how you actually feel and think. That's the reason it's so special. And again, you, don't, you can't feel that emotion unless you're in a state of gratitude because your ego is too dominant in your mind with your actions and how you see other people. If you're constantly seeing other people as chum in the water, people to manipulate, you know, can I get a deal out of that person? Can I get a deal out of that person? Does that person think I'm this or that, the other thing? Where you're constantly thinking like that, you're never going to allow yourself to go in a state of gratitude. And you're going to be shocked how small your world becomes as more people try to avoid you. And your next point's perfect for that. Yes. Yeah, so the next point is number five, bring bring cookies. Oh, you, do, do this, That's do, the one I just did. Well, <clears throat> Listen more than you speak. Right. Drill down on that one. Okay. So be fascinated by who is speaking to you instead of looking around, checking your phone, getting ready to make the conversation circle back to you. Do make eye contact and listen with intent to remember, not just to respond. And, you know, we have a podcast in the series that was The Art of the Conversation. I originally based that on a TED Talk that I heard from, uh, I think it's Celeste Headley, might have that slightly off. And she said she had these great points. One of them was, uh, don't have in your conversation ever, well, that time is just like this time, Mm. okay? Or that reminds me of the time that I... That is your ego coming out, redirecting the conversation to yourself. That's like the time that I, this is just like that time. Your, your experience is not like the other person's experience. Stop doing that. Be fascinated by the person speaking with you. You know, when you're in a listing appointment, put your phone away. When you're, you know, at your kid's soccer game, put your phone away. Be fascinated by the people who are standing right in front of you. This is called being present. But Julie, think about that very thing you just said. So someone's at a, let's say, a social event Mm -hmm. and everyone else around them are having conversations where they're only maybe 30% engaged with the person they're talking to and the rest of the you know, the other times they're looking around or they're looking at their phones. See who's walking in the room. Exactly. Seeing, in other words, if there's somebody more interesting for them to talk to so they can ditch you, right? I mean, that's what people are thinking. And that's the reason that sometimes people are always trying to entertain each other to keep their attention, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in social settings. Well, if you're the calm, cool, collected person who doesn't have their phone out, who is actually not trying to steer every conversation and talk about yourself, you are going to be the center of whatever room you walk into because you're going to have, again, a certain energy that nobody else has. Everybody else is like a coked up squirrel, basically. <laughs> yeah. You know, like somebody, a squirrel. Where do like, I go next? What uh, do I do next? Right. Well, that's everyone. I need attention. I need to be this. I need, I need to say something smart or people will think I'm dumb. The smartest person in the room, generally speaking, is the person saying the least. The person who's trying to draw the least amount of attention to themselves is oddly enough the, the person that most people want to be around. You need to notice that ask yourself, why is that true? Because it's actually less work to be like that. And one of the most powerful ways you can do that 
and this is a nice little test for all of you, <laughs> is monitor how frequently you like to talk about yourself. Oh, I never talk about myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's your assignment for the rest of the day. Count how many times you use personal pronouns like I. In other words, count how many times you're talking about yourself. I, me, my, mine, all of those words. Right. It's you trying to talk about yourself. In other words, it's your ego trying to essentially dominate the other person you're talking with and make you the most important person. I promise you that you might have a great, fun, interesting story and you might be a great, fun, interesting person, but they want to talk about themselves. And if you want to be important to that person, if you want to do business with that person, have influence on that person, one of the easiest ways in the world to do that is at, listen to what they're saying. Listen with the, in, in the intent of actually listening, not just for them to stop talking. So then you can talk about yourself, agents of talking to you, right? Make sure you're listening with the intent of actually hearing what they're saying and then ask questions to show that you ask that show sincere interest. You can't mm -hmm. fake this. They'll be able to tell. But if you listen to what somebody says and then you ask them questions about what they said, acknowledge what they said and do not pivot the conversation about yourself. I promise you, you're going to make yourself somebody really exceptional in your world. Now, one of the and we talk about this a lot. And it's funny how often we say this and people said they've never heard it before. But there's something that's been around forever. It's a conversation outline. Some of you are like frankly, out of practice or never learned how to have conversations with strangers. It's Ford and write this down, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. So you're going to a big group party this weekend, whatever, right? Or even just, you know, something with 10 people. And it's not your job. It's not your jam. You are, you know, out of practice. You've been spending too much time behind screens. Had to talk yourself into going. Exactly, right? Or you get drunk just to basically knock off the edge so you can actually feel comfortable when you're there. Don't Sound, do that. Don't do that. Here's the hack, if there is one. When you're going there, don't talk about yourself. Go and ask them questions about themselves. FORD stands for family. So when you're wanting, if you're wanting to get to know somebody, start asking about their family. Not like you're interrogating them, but ask them where they're from. Ask them if they're like, you know. Did they grow up there? Exactly. Those types of things. And you'll find in most cases that you will not ever move past the family conversation. Because most people, if you are showing sincere interest, they're going to say, well, I've got a kid. Oh, you, what, hold your kid. And you can answer those questions, right? And then ask them questions and get to know them more. If the family question, if the family conversation starts to uh, peak, then you can move on to the next one in Ford, which is occupation. And that's where you ask what they do. If they, you know, be careful on that one, obviously, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, you know, a little bit of a sticky conversation. You'll run into conversations where uh, you might be dealing with one of the, you know, it's a married couple and maybe one of them doesn't work and you're making an assumptive statement that the person you're talking to has a job or is working outside of the family. So be tactful about that and be really cognizant of your environment, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. And then after occupation, then you're going to move on to recreation and just ask them like, for example, you know, what is it you guys like to do on the weekends? Or I noticed you had a boat in your driveway or wherever the heck it is. Um, now, when dealing, when talking with men, men talking with men, you'll find that very rarely do you stay on the family topic for very long. Men like to go right to occupation and recreation. Yep, or <laughs> talking about watches or cars exactly. or whatever. But that's, that's okay. It's all the same point. The key point is don't try to make it about yourself. And the last D in Ford is dreams. 
Uh, I don't think I've ever gotten to a conversation in, with anyone ever where we started talking about, I mean, maybe travel plans. I guess well, that would the be The question dream. for that would be, what are you looking forward to most next year? Yeah. Or, you know, do you have any plans for spring break or whatever's coming up next? Well, if I haven't talked to somebody in a while. But you don't uh, could just cut right to that one. Like I did this with Jay Kinder the other day. I mm-hmm. hadn't talked with Jay for like two months maybe. And, um, and I texted him and I said, out of the blue, I said, hey, Jay, what's the coolest thing that happened in your life since the last time uh, we talked? <laughs> See, that's a great question. Right. And then he gets back with me like 10 minutes later, and, and he obviously had been thinking about the question and, you know, was, uh, you know, appreciative of me asking. And he told me about some really cool things that he's involved in. So that's a, for example, that's right? That's a great question. Yeah. So th- start thinking about that. And uh, what's the coolest thing that if you're, at, if you're meeting people cold that you don't know and you're at a group party, you could simply say, what, this might seem like something out of the blue, but if you had nothing to do this weekend, you had no plans whatsoever, and you wanted to have fun with your family. What would you do? What would be your plans? Because I'm thinking about doing something with my family, and I'm just wanting to do something different. And then see what they say, and then yeah. just ask them more questions about <laughs> it. You know, I laugh because when we lived in Texas, it was always about your favorite barbecue place. hundred <laughs> percent. So it depends on your environment, right? right. And, and people would choose their barbecue places like it was a religion. Absolutely. Exactly. Okay. So point number five, this is something that Coach Rochelle is really great at. And all of our hair certified coaches talk to our coaching clients about some kind of version of this. Super simple and fun. Bring cookies or flowers to a friend, a colleague, or neighbor. Coach Rochelle does this with new build reps all the time. Make dinner for somebody who's recovering from an illness or just had a baby. Random acts of kindness are always appreciated. You know, when my mom and dad get sick or something's going on with them in Columbus, Rochelle pops by. She knows that their favorite cookies are um, like Italian wedding cookies or something. She's very thoughtful about that. But one of the things that she's done for business is she will make cookies or she'll do some kind of treat and she'll pop by new build reps. She'll chat them up. She'll talk to them. She'll drop something off. She'll brighten their day. And she gets referrals from them. She's giving before she expects to get. And she's not weird about it. They're friends. They, you know, they do stuff. It, but it, it kind of, you know, closes the gap on the relationship. Be careful to understand, guys. We're not just suggesting you live a life like this just for the sake of getting. No. It's not, that's not the way to think of it. Because if you're thinking of it like that, and some of you are, look, I'll give you a little hack, Right. You can think like that, just do the activity, because what's going to happen over time is you're not going to think like that anymore when you start seeing the benefit of the activity. And the benefit of the activity will not come in the form necessarily of just more real estate transactions. The benefit and the activity will come from you becoming, a, frankly, a better person. That's right. You'll feel better about yourself because you're making them feel better. So if you're wanting to do it just for your own self-interest, if you're wanting to do it just to make money... Well, then uh, you haven't been paying attention to the rest of the pod. Start doing it, and then what's going to happen then is you're going to... Then your brain will start rewiring itself because you'll be... You'll slip into being in a state of gratitude, and then you'll actually start wanting to do it because, frankly, you don't have a choice because that's the person you've become. Yeah, that's right. Take the action first, even if you don't exactly feel it. So point number six, we mentioned this before. Notice a past client or friend's social media post about something they're celebrating, but call them and mention that you noticed it. Don't just like the post. Actually have real conversations. Let's level off there because I've got to get to a Zoom. But you guys got to be super careful leaning too heavily into social. Social, by its very nature, has this level of impersonal. Even if you say, I know we were talking about and suggesting you do little niceties on social, and that's great. But please understand that the power 
um, it's always going to be with a person that's willing to have that direct contact, be it a handwritten letter, a real handwritten letter, not one of these snazzy ones that tries to fool people into thinking that you hand wrote it, yep. but a real handwritten letter, a real one-to-one uh, acknowledgement, conversations where you're actually making the person feel where you're giving them what you want. If you want to feel appreciated, show appreciation to somebody else. If you want to feel love, show to love someone else. If you want to feel anything, give that to away to other people and then you'll get it back. Again, we don't understand and frankly don't care to understand why that's the way life works. It is the way that life works. Um, and True. yeah, it's kind of magical that way. And it's one of the best solutions for those of you who are feeling stress out of control stuck because you can't think clearly when you're feeling stuck, when you can't, when you, when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling out of control, it's almost impossible for you to break free when you're in a heightened egotistical state, which is what all those emotions actually stem from. So be clear, guys. This is one of the best, most effective, free, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and proven ways to really get your marbles back in your head and really start being of service to other people. Yes. So we've given you five or six action steps, starting with writing thank you cards every day. We've given you lots of different things that will not cost you any money will only make you feel better. You're being of service. You're giving back to your community, to your past clients, your sphere, your friends, your family, and new people that you run across as well. So that is your homework for the day. In addition to, of course, those of you who dig the podcast, well, you can't wait to be in Premier Coaching because this is the overview. We're just giving you the ideas. Coaching takes it to the next step. So go ahead and text the word Premier to 47372. Or go to premiercoaching.com. It's the same page, whichever way is easier for you. Just go to premiercoaching.com or if you're on your mobile, just text the word Premier to 47372. And you will quickly sense that within our coaching ranks, amongst our clients, amongst our coaches, there is that omnipresent sense of gratitude because that's something that we've designed into the entire system because we've made it about you guys. And then when you're in that environment and you're around people that are being overtly supportive of, you know, the person you want to be and the person that you are, there's something really magical about that. That's not something that we can just decide, well, we want to have a, you know, a business that's based on a sense of gratitude. No, we have to, Julie and I come from that. And then obviously all of our coaches and our staff also, they've, you know, essentially learned or uh, I think internalized that state of being as well. And you could feel it. And we're suggesting to you that you also become somebody that people now start associating with that sort of higher energy of gratitude, because then you're going to start almost magically, you will start making more money. You will start having more opportunities because you've created something that you'll never be able to fake. You'll, you're created something that's not just a brand because you say you're great. You have actually become great because people have uh, frankly chosen you to be their real estate professional. And one of the big elements aside from your actual skill set is your actual mindset and your approach to other humans. And that's really where all this stems from. So we're ready for you to join Premier Coaching. We've made it very simple for you. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Or you can just go to premiercoaching.com. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply, have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.